is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, BU family. So, oh, this is going to be a bit emotional for me. If you hear my voice is really scratchy and it sounds like I'm sick, it wouldn't matter if I was or I wasn't. But it's interesting. I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience, but when I traveled to Arizona to move my daughter, I had allergy symptoms the entire time I was there. And I realized I have had that experience every time I've gone to Arizona. So I don't know what is there besides the heat. Holy crap, it's hot out there. But besides the heat, there's something that I am reacting to. So we just got home today and I'm still sounding this way. If you listen to our last episode, I changed it up at the last minute, recycled an old episode for a reason. And the intro was done in a pretty unconventional way for me. I always record in a specific location, have really high quality equipment. And because I changed up the episode at the last minute, I needed to record a new intro because it didn't go through properly. And I recorded it sitting in a hotel room on a bed surrounded by pillows, just talking into a computer. And it's really, really good that I did that because it challenged my need to have things done in excellence. And it challenged me to dismiss the story that the listeners are going to notice that it's different and not like it, etc. So interesting. But it also called up that person in me. And you have this person too, who always just gets shit done and who figures it out, who thinks outside of the box and said, hey, I can figure it out. And I just quickly re-recorded in a different location. So I'm sharing that because it just is a reminder for all of us that every single experience that we think is a challenge is really just an opportunity to grow. That's all it is. No matter how difficult it is or no matter how trivial it seems, it's an opportunity to grow. So I was able to step forward and call forward that part of me that knows how to be flexible and just figure something out, even if it doesn't look like it can be figured out. And it was an opportunity for me to be vulnerable and ditch the need to be perfect. Okay, so word to your mother. That's what I thought of as I was getting ready to record tonight. This is... uh, This is for every mother out there. If you're not yet a mother or you never have had children, I still share this with you because you have a mother. And I guarantee you, she had moments when she felt this way. And it would be a really good episode for you to listen to, to have more insight into how she may have felt at times. 
because that's a part of you. Her journey and her experience is worked into your DNA and your experience, whether we like that or not. So I've talked about this before. And some of you can relate, many of you can relate, some of you cannot. Those of you who can relate, this is going to be challenging, but also feel very, very comforting to listen to me tell your story. So control, worry, and fear are like the Bermuda Triangle for mothers. They're like the Bermuda Triangle, not because it's a death sentence, not just because it's a death sentence, but I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was always curious about the Bermuda Triangle, right? Like, well, I wonder if I could be in a plane and just try it out and see what would happen. So it's like this tempting zone that is so forbidden, yet so scary. Yet if we do go into it, it's definitely going to take us down. So some of us as mothers are familiar with those feelings, with those stories, just because it is familiar to us from childhood. Some of us don't remember feeling that way as children, but as mothers, we start wanting to control. We fear that something will happen to our children. We fear that we won't do a good job. We fear that they won't be successful. Um, We fear that they will get hurt, sick, or die, right? We worry about them. And we just think that's a natural part of parenthood. Well, I don't know that it's not natural, right? It's super, super common, but I know that it's not necessary. I don't know a mother other than perhaps (laughs) Dr. Shafali, who teaches conscious parenting, who doesn't experience that in parenthood. But I'm taking it a step further and saying, if you are someone who learned that pattern and those behaviors and those stories and those ways of being, of fear and worry and control in your formative years, and you remember as a child being worried needing to control things, even as a teenager. Perhaps you wanted things to be organized, right? You needed to be control of plans. You needed to be the one who drove. Perhaps you wanted to make sure that someone told you the plans before the last minute. Maybe it showed up in friendships or with your first relationship, romantic relationship. Perhaps it showed up in academics, fear, worry, control. It can manifest in so many ways. And some of you are like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. And some of you right now are going, oh my gosh, I did not even know I was like that. I, trust me, the people in your life know if, if you express that or not. It could be living in your subconscious and you have no idea that this is how you are showing up in the world. If you are one of those people who, because of your childhood, you experienced those things, and by the way, they served you at the time. So let's just digress for a second and say that the need for perfection, the need for control or fear or worry, those were a result of you helping yourself cope in difficult times as a child. So they were like a life preserver. So they're not bad in and of themselves at all. The problem though, is that we then go into a situation where we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to worry. We don't need to be in control and we don't know how to not be that way. And then we also seek out situations and experiences and relationships that bring that out in us because what? That feels familiar. That's what feels normal to us. Subconsciously, that's what we love and feel, that's how we feel safe. So we seek that out. So as parents, we will create situations where we need to fear, worry, and control because what? It feels safe. That feels like home. It feels normal. Now, After taking my daughter across country 
at 19 and leaving her there by her choice, I was really confronted, as we always are as mothers. I was confronted not by her. It looks like her choice confronted me and is causing the challenge. But truly, it's just signaling and triggering what's already in me. And that is my ongoing love affair and dance with fear, worry, and control. So what is the best way to challenge that paradigm? Have a child decide on a whim. You know what? I just decided. I'm going to go to school across the country. I don't know anyone there. And I want to go about a month before school starts. All of that is wonderful. Some of you listening are thinking, I don't know who this chick is. Or if you know me, you're going, Jill, really? That's healthy. That's what should happen. You are right. That is what should happen. That's our job as parents is to raise them up to release them. But it's also our job to have already released them ahead of time. But people like me have trouble with that. And that's what I want us to focus on in this particular podcast episode today. I know some of you don't understand, but just give us grace. There is a whole breed of us that this shit scares us. It challenges us to our core. This isn't the rational brain. This is our trauma response coming up. This is everything rooted in fear, having nothing to do with love. Yes, we love the person, the child. But remember, everything boils down to either love or fear. Everything. This is all rooted in fear. And fear does not come from God, does not come from your creator, does not come from the divine, does not come from the Holy Spirit, does not come from whatever you feel is in control, that that beautiful divine force that is bigger than you. All fear comes from everything opposite of that. So although we needed it when we were children, as adults, this is why inner work is so important. Because not just because we deserve to live without it, but that that's the point of our life, in my opinion, to figure out how to live through love, to figure out how to live through these experiences without drowning ourselves in the fear and the worry and in the guilt and every other word that comes with that. But how do we do that? Well, today isn't going to be about how. We've talked about that many times in previous episodes. Today, I just want to tell you that I see you. And I guess selfishly, I want to know that you see me. That I'm not the only mom out there who knows in her head that this isn't healthy, who knows in her head that it's not rational, who knows in her head that she should just be celebrating her, spreading her wings and leaving. But who honestly, if she's going to be raw and vulnerable and not try to be cool, has been crying because it's fucking scary. I want to know if you're a mom out there who can relate to that. Do you see me? Do you know what that feels like? Because this is the stuff that as women, we don't talk about. We brag about our kids or sometimes we'll share with a few people if there's a struggle. We don't really talk about our own experiences, mothers, the deep, deep experience of releasing these beings, these children into adulthood. I'm thinking of my friend, Karen, who had such a great childhood. I mean, she really did. Everybody has some sort of trauma experience, even with a perfect childhood, okay? 
trauma isn't what happens to us. It's our response to anything that happens that feels traumatic. So, of course, she's got stories. There's no way she doesn't. She has head trash. She has some insecurities. No question. However, she is one of a few people I know. I know several people like this who I admire so much because they just, they're always looking at life through a very happy lens. It's like things aren't very deep. It's just, let's just have fun. Let's just live life. And you've heard me say this before, where I admire that so much. That is not me. It isn't. I have to choose to be happy and to be light and not have things be a big deal. Everything's deep. Everything's heavy. (laughs) Everything's complicated and complex. Even if it's in a good way, it's always, let's dissect that. (laughs) What's the meaning behind that? And I look at my friend Karen and her experience of releasing her children is just simply, hey, we're moving the kid to IU today, taking him off to university, cried a little bit, gave him a big hug and said, good luck. That's where I want to be. I want to be able to be that. I want to be able to say that, yeah, it's sad. I'm going to miss her so much, but I'm so excited for her and so happy for her. And yep, we took her there and had a nice dinner together and got her moved in and then had her hugs and here we go. The part of me that wants to be cool wants to tell you that that was my response because I know that's a very healthy response. But I promised you on this podcast that I would be real. I promised you that I would share my truth, that I wasn't here to get my hair done, that I'm not here to be an influencer, and I'm not trying to look good. The raw, real ugly part is that that isn't at all how I feel. I want to feel that. And I can access that. I can close my eyes and feel that a little bit. But as with everything, I'm going to have to unload and release some deep feelings that are here being triggered that have nothing to do with her going away to school in order for me to access what I just told you I want to access. And you too. We can't put on that mask and have it fit, right? We have to peel the layer off of ourselves, which is our own mask that we already have on for that other lens to appear. We have to. And it's not fun. I always say, oh my gosh, why couldn't my life just been easier? So I can just sort of like skip along. And I realized because that's not the life I was meant to have. Because those of us who have had struggle and trauma and who think deeply and feel so deeply, we're no better than anyone else. And this is happening. So we are called because we are called to do big things in this world. And maybe big things is just sharing our story with people, healing ourselves to help other people heal. It's not as fun. It's not as easy. But man, oh man, I don't really know that I would want that other life. Because when you're able to feel pain deeply, you can also feel gratitude deeply. You can hold more. So what came up for me as I left her, of course, was pride and just so happy for her and excited for her. But my own stuff came up. Like I was thinking, oh my God, is something going to happen to her? We're across the country. She knows no one. What if she gets a flat tire? What if someone takes her? What if, what if? I mean, I've said it before, but I'll say it again that I tend to do that, you know? I know that that's a trauma response. You know, my husband doesn't come home when he says he's going to and oh my God, he's dead. Like I'm planning his funeral and I know what I'm going to wear. I do this all the time. Now I'm, I'm conscious of it so I can stop myself and laugh at a, a little bit at myself, but that's 100% my norm. 
And I know some of you are like, oh my God, I wouldn't want to live like that. Look, I get it. That's just how I am. And many other people are like that. We're our own breed, aren't we? So I had all the good feelings, but I had so much fear and worry, which then manifested into what? Guilt. Guilt is like my autopilot. I take guilt baths every hour of every day. You know, I'm so much better than I used to be, but yeah, guilt is kind of my middle name. I can find anything to feel guilty about. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like right now, I could say to you, that's a very real feeling right now that I feel guilty that I'm just now recording this episode because we were traveling and I forgot it wasn't recorded. And now my husband is going to have to help me take it to a different location to get it downloaded tonight, late at night after we just traveled for days. I mean, like, I feel guilty about that. I was joking with my kids the other day. What was it? We were having a goodbye dinner for Julia, the one who just moved. And I said something like, what just happened? Just so you know, it didn't register for you. I will play that out in my head every day for the next 25 years. And I will feel like a horrible parent. She's like, mom, I'm like that's literally me. So the guilt which is directly connected to and a product of the fear and the worry, 100%. And then, of course, the guilt feeds the worry and the fear. But the guilt was, oh my gosh, all the time I missed. She's gone. I mean, just a week ago, I remember being in my phone and she was telling me something and I'm like, hold on a second. And then I remember yelling at her because she's so messy and she had stuff all over her room. Now, it's okay to say, hey, I'm not okay with that. I have a boundary, da, da, da. But I was yelling at her. Does that make me a bad mom? No, that's not my point. But tell me if you understand what this feels like to just replay over and over all the times that you missed, all the missed opportunities, all the missed conversations, all of the special magical moments that you didn't have because you were caught up in life, in other stuff, in stupid distractions. I mean, social media give me a break. Things that don't matter, disagreements with other people or worry, guilt, and fear. It's interesting. As I said that, I thought to myself, have you ever done this? I'm feeling guilty and sharing with you about that and realizing that feeling guilty is a block to love, which means it's a block to my relationship with this daughter that I say I feel guilty about. (laughs) It's this total mind screw. But it's 100% true that the more you and I feel and feed the guilt and the worry and the fear, the more distance there is between us and others, us and love, and us and these children that we say we worry so much about. If I can figure out a way to release those things, and there's only love, I don't have time for that. And there will be more connection when I'm not distracted when I'm not distracted and I'm not caught up in the things that don't matter and the things that bring us down and keep us from love, then the times I do have with her, even if they are few and far between, they are so much more pure and there's connection, not just presence, because that's what they really want. And that's what we want at the end of the day is connection, not just presence. I always thought it was just being present, but it's also being fully connected. So if you're a younger mom, 
don't beat yourself up for the times when you're, you know, doing the things you got to do. You're working, you're taking care of your other kids, you're exercising, you're, you know, whatever it is. You're giving yourself a break and scrolling on your phone or whatever it is. Don't beat yourself up. Please don't hear me saying that to you. And I'm going to tell you from someone older who now has four out of five children out of the house, pause, stay grounded and centered and connected to love, which is God. And if you do that regularly, not here and there when you need it or when you're spiraling out or down, but regularly, you will have that close connection and that presence with your children, even in the busy times. Because you won't need to numb and distract yourself. You'll just want to feel and be present and connected. Does that make sense? So give yourself grace. And I'm talking to myself here. So thank you. Because as I'm talking to you, this is God talking to me. Give yourself so much grace for all the times you didn't. All the times you didn't climb in bed with them and just chit chat. All the times you didn't put all the distractions away. And look in their eyes and just say, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. All the times that you talked at them instead of listening to them. All the times that you lectured them instead of learning from them. Give yourself grace for all of those times. Right now, make peace with them and let them go. Commit to doing the inner work deep inside of you so that you can transmute whatever that pain and trauma is from when you were a child, so that it doesn't come through out and on to your children, and it doesn't block you from that deep connection with them when you do get to be present. Just do that. And I know for sure that that will be enough. And I I have been doing that for a very short time, just a few years. I have so many years I wish I could have done differently. I look back and I just want to change it so much. I want to choose the presence and connection. I want to choose love. I want to choose to not numb or react or yell. I so badly want that. I want to wave a magic wand right now and just start over. And if you want that too, I see you. You are not alone. And I think every mother, if she's honest with herself, will tell you that she knows what that feels like. It's not going to be on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever else. It's not going to be talked about on the girls' night out, but it's real. And it's a bond that we share that we don't talk about enough. And remember, once things are spoken, they lose their power and their charge. So let's just say it. Let's say that. This is what I regret. This is why I feel like I'm not a good mom sometimes. This is what I wish I would have done differently. This is what I'm struggling with. And then let's support each other and say, okay, you get to say that and you get to feel that way. And now we choose grace. Now we choose forgiveness. Now we choose to march forward, but we cannot walk forward without looking inward or else we're just going to keep repeating it. And one day we're going to be on our deathbed and say, Why didn't I change? That is why I have BU Podcast. It really is the reason. Because I want to grow with other women. I want to use 
every bit of pain I've experienced in this life and all the coaching I've received because of the hours and hours and the thousands of dollars I've invested in my inner healing, I want to share that all with you for free on a podcast so that you can not feel alone. You can have tools and resources. And if there's a chance that I can save you some pain and some time, I'll do it. If you're someone whose children are all grown, it is not too late. Start right this moment. I guarantee you that if you had a conversation with your children, there will be things that they will say that will hurt. You used to do this. You used to make me feel like this. You used to say this. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. And guess what? There are things that you are in prison for right now and they have no idea who gave you that sentence. It wasn't them. They will say, mom, I don't even remember that. Moments that you are sure damaged them for life, they don't even remember. And if we're fair, experiences that you have no idea are there that they will never forget. Like me always being late to pick up my middle child for school. Her standing there being the last one every time. Not every time, but that's my story. But often enough that it became her story. On one hand, if we could be a little cheeky for a minute, my friend who actually spoke on a recent episode about alcoholism. Colleen, she's so funny. She's so witty. She's so smart. And she always says, listen, every kid needs something to talk about with their shrink one day when they're laying on the couch when they're 35. Okay. So just tell your kids you're welcome. (laughs) I remember that. And when I feel guilty, I just, I need that sometimes to make me laugh. And you also know that if you're worried at all about whether or not you're a good parent, you're really a good parent. So this isn't about us worried that we're not good parents, but I just wanted to share with you this very raw, real, and vulnerable experience and tell you, one, that if you experience this, you're not alone, and two, I want to know if you see me because no one in my circle talks like this. So will you tell me? Will you message me? You can text me in the text community. You can DM me on Instagram, whatever. Just And even if you just want to say one word, me too, or two words, me too, or you're not alone. I get it. I hear it. And I'm not saying that for some sort of marketing strategy. <laughs> I'm saying because I really want to know, am I the only one who feels like this? Because I don't know any other mother who talks like this. So thank you for this experience. Thank you for whatever conversation you're about to have with yourself your past self, your future self, perhaps with your little girl self and with your children, maybe with your own mother. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and this collective. I just told my husband today, I see this growing into something really, really beautiful. Yes, we have all the stats and the numbers to say how well the podcast is doing. That's great, but that's not what it's about. Those numbers are people, real people. So what's going to happen in you know a year if we decide to gather together? What's going to happen in a year if we have like an online event or we gather in person and we get to meet each other? Think about what that will be like to be with other women who think this way. No one else is wrong at all. But isn't it nice to find your people? I have found my people in all of you. And I hope I get to be one of yours. 